What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right. So I want to give a shout out to Cap because, you know, sometimes he thinks I don't love him. But he. I actually, you had, wait a I second. You, Hold on. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, do you yeah. think she doesn't love you? No. Let me tell you something. I was watching Laura's Instagram Live. This is about two weeks ago. She's getting drunk on cheap wine. That's what she said. <laughs> I did and she it. said, I have mad love for Cap. And when she said that, and I heard that, I had this warm sensation all over my body like, aw, I have mad love for you, Unique. <laughs> okay, because sometimes you'd be saying that, I, you know, I come at you and stuff. But anyways, I wanted to give you some love because you were the one that sent me this story. So we were talking about tacos yesterday. It was a big thing, and I should say tacos, not tacos, you know? See, tacos. <laughs> Before I get blasted all over social media. And anyways, Cap sent me this flyer for Fiesta de Taco, which is happening this weekend in Norco. Cool thing is you're going to be able to eat tacos, drink tequila, tequila tasting, margaritas, micheladas, and on top of wait, that- Wait, wait, why did you anglicize margaritas? I don't know. Margarita. I mean, everything Probably else has me. been Latina. It's been tacos. <laughs> okay. It's been tequila. Michelada's. And then you went margaritas. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it happened. It stuck out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Margaritas. Rewind. There you go. Margarita. Ah, sí. Ahora sí. Muchas gracias. Ándale, niña. Vamos. Okay. And on top of all that good food and good alcohol, you're going to have good music because the headliners for this event is Ice Cube and Cypress Ooh. Hill. So oh, Okay. Headlining, okay, but you're also gonna have Too Short, Warren G, Baby Bash, what? Yeah, man, and many more. So the general admission is actually super cheap, it's seventy nine dollars, and then if you want to do VIP, it's one hundred and ninety nine dollars. I mean, that's actually pretty good for VIP. Now, what does VIP entail? Do we know? Yeah, so VIP is the same thing as general, so it gives you access into the fair, and you know, no food, no alcohol included. But Clint Yates makes a good point about this. It's the flushable restrooms for me for $199. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't do a porta potty, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. And do you get like shade? Like, you know, like my, my you guess have is you front, probably get. Yeah, upfront stage access, express access to the event. So that means you're not going to be around like general. Not like that's a bad thing, but you know when you're like crowded <laughs> to get in. Wait a second. You say, not that that's like a bad thing, but you said you're not going to be around like, I don't know, general Real people. No, you know, like, you're going to have to be sense. around this. You have to slum with the people who no, didn't afford no, the VIPs. No, no, that's not what I meant. Don't come at me. That's not what I meant. I meant like when you're trying to go into an event and everyone's yeah. like pressing up on you because they yeah, all want to rush in you yeah, have not doing that. exactly especially with covid like i ain't trying to do all that so you have yeah, your own either. entrance and then it's an express entrance so anyways all food and drinks are sold separately people so i didn't say that it comes with your ticket for additional information go to fiesta de taco.com and where is it at again for people in norco, who might have that? norco. Okay. norco. it's so a little listen. far if you live in la but you know what it's okay you can get drunk get an airbnb or a hotel out there yeah have a good, it's, it's, good time. It's really not too bad because the park is right off the 15. And I, mm-hmm. I only know this park because I have spent about five years of my life at this park, Silver Lakes in Norco, because I slept all the time for weekend soccer tournaments. I mean, over and over and over again. And, mm-hmm. um, and for so the like, girls. For the girls. Right. Yeah. For my daughters. Yeah. Yeah, not you. And, and, and so let me just tell you something. What caught my eye here wasn't Ice Cube. It wasn't Cypress Hill. It wasn't Warren G. Oh, I know what it was. It wasn't the tacos. It wasn't the micheladas. It wasn't tacos. the margaritas. It wasn't any of that stuff. Can I guess what it was? Go ahead. Lucha Libre Wrestling? Si, muy bien, señorita. <laughs> si. 
Um, Lucha Libre saw, wrestling is awesome. It is. Yeah. Okay, so I saw that one of my favorite, like, um, I'll call Luchadores? Him, no, no, no. He's, he's a, he's an, we're going to anglicize this guy now, George. Um, mm -hmm. His name is Anthony Idol. And he was, was, he was the heavyweight champion of SoCal Pro Wrestling. He is the neon phenomenon. And I saw him tweet about this Fiesta de Taco because I love this guy as a wrestling character. I love guys who are willing to kind of chase their dreams, you mm -hmm. know? So he's still in the gym and he's still got on his neon gear and he's working out like a maniac because all he wants to do is be a pro wrestler and be a superstar like WWE wrestler. But he's on these, what I'll call minor league tours. And so sure. when I saw him tweet about it, I was like, wait, wrestling, rap music, tacos, tacos drinks. I'm yeah, like, Fiesta time. de Taco es muy bien. See. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So check it out. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, real quick. Um, we'll do the office etiquette thing on the back end here. All right, let, let's, let's do... I'm, I want to do, since we were just talking about the Rams, I want to pay it off first because people complain, you guys tease things and you don't do it, blah, blah, blah. And you're right. It is a fair criticism, okay? I am not saying that we don't, but sometimes we just like talking to each other and we kind of forget that it's a sports show sometimes. <laughs> but we, we do eventually get back to sports. However, so let's do the sports here real, real quick. So, Lindsay, you, you create the rundown um, each and every day and you've done a fantastic job with this. And I, I, I kind of saw this when you created the rundown uh, because you have this thing here. It says Rams versus Bucks, seven things to know for the week three matchup. And it got me thinking, look, let's be real. You either love or hate Tom Brady, okay? Like, there's no in-between on Tom Brady. I don't think anyone is just ambivalent about him, right? Or just, like, whatever. So um, I, I, I think that America needs a favor done, and the Rams will have to be the team to do this and beat Brady and the Bucks so we can just stop the nonsense for a little bit and just move on to, like, hey, maybe there's somebody better than Brady and the Bucks in the NFC. So hopefully it's the Rams. And in the seven things you have here, a couple of them stuck out. That the Rams have won six of seven against the Buccaneers. And something you pointed out, Cap, during the break was that they, they beat them when? They beat them last year in Tampa. The Rams went cross-country. Correct. And remember who the quarterback was of the Rams. Ga Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, now I also think, as I see this that Lindsay pointed out here, Tampa Bay hasn't lost a game since week 12 of last season. So to me, what that says is you're due. Yep. Right? You don't – the NFL, it, it's, it's too competitive. It, you know, we, we haven't – I mean, I guess the Patriots were a dynasty, but they still had close games, right? Like they, had, they lost games. Um. So I actually think they're due, as ridiculous as that sounds. I do think that that's like a thing. Um, and Matthew Stafford, Lindsay points out here, also has a really good track record against the Bucks in his career, and he's faced them a number of times. So yeah, and the Bucks defense, uh, Bucks I'm, defense, I'm, not so good so far. Even though Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator, and they bring the whole twenty-two guys starters back from both sides of the ball, the Bucks defense not playing so great, and the Rams well, offense playing great. The, the evidence of that, that the Bucks defense has not been so great so far, you remember week one, the Thursday night opener of the NFL season, they beat the Cowboys 31-29. The Cowboys scored 29 points. Okay, yeah. the Cowboys scored 20 points last week against the Seawards. Okay, now the second week they play the Falcons, and even though they win big because they blow them out late, they did give up 25 points to a very, very weak Atlanta team. So yeah. the, here's what I would be, if I were Matthew Stafford, I'd be licking my chops about, look, 
This is a team that is giving up on average 27 points through two weeks. I would think that the Rams have an opportunity to score into the 30s against the Buccaneers. Your point, George, about the Rams doing America a favor, you're right. People either love Tom Brady or they hate Tom Brady. All those stats about the Rams winning six out of seven or all the stats about Matthew Stafford doing well against the Buccaneers, I'm throwing all those out because none of those were Tom Brady teams other than the Rams last year and their win in Tampa. But if you want to really, really elevate to where America, the football community, is talking about the Rams as a really serious contender. Now, preseason, Vegas says the Rams are a contender. Correct. But if you want people to take you really seriously, yeah, you got you got a chance to knock off Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champions who haven't lost a game in, is it 10 games, 12 games, whatever it is. And by the way, if you're the Buccaneers, you might get caught looking ahead because you have to travel all the way to L.A. to take on the Rams, schlep all the way back to Tampa, and you know who, the, you know who Tampa plays the next week? Of course, I don't assume you have the schedule committed to memory. I don't. What is it? Who is it? They play at the Patriots. Oh, there you go. Right. Now, so a look ahead situation, right, perhaps. Right. You know, this is old look ahead. Yep. You know, what's craziest about all of that is that Tom Brady's never played a game in L.A. Out of so all there you go. 348 games in his career, he's never played in L.A. That's crazy. He, he doesn't know whose house it is. Sam Lagana knows whose house it is. Shout out, it's Sam. The Rams house. Yeah, yeah. The Rams house. He's going to find out. He's going to find out whose house it is. You know what I would say, George? I know it's only Wednesday, and we got a long way to go until we get to Sunday. And it's only the second game in SoFi with fans in the stands. But Rams fans, you got to bring your A game. you got to take it to the next level. you got the Super Bowl champions and the greatest quarterback that the NFL has ever known playing in your stadium for the first time. And you're 2-0, they're 2-0. You think you're a Super Bowl team. They definitely think they're a Super Bowl team. And the Super Bowl is in your house. Rams fans, it's only Wednesday. But start getting your head together about what you're going to do on Sunday because you got to take it to the next level. I mean, you got to take it to the Seattle level where you're standing the whole game and you're making noise and the Richter scale is actually measuring what's happening inside SoFi. you got to take it up a notch because that's the home field advantage could be the difference in a game like this. I love how you mixed it. You went back-to-back cliches on me there. Tell me you what gave, I got you. This, you gave me bring your A game and take it up a notch in concurrent sentences. That is football talk That's right impressive. There. That's good. Right? That's, that's good And then you right gave there. me a take it to the next level again a couple of times, and you finished it with a dismount of take it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. You got to do all those things. Levels, notches, you do them all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, real quick. Before we move forward here. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's do the uh, office etiquette story on the other side. Because, Kaplan, you are guilty of a number of these. Okay? So, I, I want to get to that. I I'm also want to get to... Yeah. I also want to get to the Dodgers, who have a couple of things working for them and a couple of things that are a little scary on the horizon. I'll explain what those things are. We'll do that on the other side. Stick around. 710 ESPN. We're back in less than three minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I am so jealous of Uncle Jesse John Stamos. He really hasn't aged one day, it feels like. He actually looks better, I want to say. It's incredible. Like, I, I, I mean, Lindsay, does he? Does John Stamos not look better to you now than he did when he was young? I mean, he looks this, exactly the same to me. Aside from that really crazy, poofy mullet that he had, he looks exactly right, right, the same. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but the hair plays in this conversation, I believe. Laura, what do you think? He looks amazing, and I want to know his secret. Bro, Cap, mm-hmm. we need to know what John – can we get John Stamos on so Kaplan and I could just ask him about his, like, skin care sure. regimen? It's a very or good idea. Mm-hmm. Very, very good idea. We should do that because I think John Stamos is hot too. Right, yeah. he is very hot. Yeah. I wonder if he's a sports fan. I'm going to say right. he is a sports fan because I, I, I sense that John Stamos is a guy's guy. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. what I think. He was in a commercial recently that I saw him that just, you know, he was being John Stamos, and he was just incredible. Um, he looked he looked fantastic. I There are certain um, people that make me feel ugly. He's one of them. There is no question about that. Hmm. Um, by the way, just as a complete side note here, yeah. uh, George, I just got an email from Uncle Big Al Michaels. Oh! And Uncle Big Al says, call me. So I'm thinking that maybe uh, coming up like soon. Like six? Six? Yeah, maybe, maybe we try and give him a call. Yeah. Like six. Let's do yeah. six. It's a nice long segment. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, you know, we can just kind of like, uh, you know, talk to him for a few minutes. Sure. That'd be great. See if okay. six works for him. You know, I don't want to cut on cut in on happy hour, you know, but. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But uh, okay. but six would be nice for Al. All right, I'm um, text now. Okay, great. So here's the deal on office etiquette. All right. So CNBC has this story today. And it, the headline screams, avoid these five phrases that make you sound passive-aggressive. Here's how successful people communicate. Now, I don't know about you, Scott, and you're, I, I hope you're, only, you're, you're listening to me while you're texting Al Michaels. I am listening so, to every word you're saying right now. Okay, great. Because I am very I, – I try to be very careful on email specifically where how I talk to people. Like, I'm very conscious of trying to be um, positive up front even if I have criticisms, okay? Like, hey, this was good, right? Write the good stuff at the beginning, and then, like, here's some stuff we need to work on, right? Like, I feel like that's generally the best way to go about it. Uh, But this is specifically focusing on five phrases that they feel are the five most common phrases employees use that actually make them sound passive-aggressive and petty. Um, And I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but you use a couple of these, Okay. All right, well, you- run, run them by me, and then let me determine whether or not I use them or I don't use them. And then let me hear kind of the way CNBC defines these phrases so that if I do use them, I can decide if I am being passive-aggressive or not or if, if I'm using these phrases in a different way. Let me hear what you got. Now, now I just want to ask you if you've ever used these phrases in an email before, okay? Uh-huh. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Linz, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. L- Laura, you ready? Okay, here we go. Ready. 
per my last email, have you ever started an email with that phrase, Scott Kaplan? I'm going to say in all candor here, never once. Okay. That's fair. That's fine. I will take you at your word. Lindsay, what have you that? ever used What does that, that mean, phrase? though? Per, 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 I, I, it's, like, it's like saying, it's basically like saying, you were not, you were clearly not paying attention to my last email. Yes. Yes. So, that's exactly what it is. Yes. I, I think yes. I've done that once. I, I may have done it recently. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, really? have, have you ever used per my last email? I actually have, but when disputing like a customer service thing. Okay. Okay. That, that's different. That's different. I'm talking well, about that's, the, that's the... where you get passive aggressive. You're unhappy. Right. Yeah. You know? You know, customers always like right. Work. Yeah. You don't do that with work. No, not at work. Not at work. So, for future reference is another phrase. For future reference, um, again, not Mm-mm. really in my my Mm-mm. vocabulary. I don't. Really I mean, use maybe that. not that exact phrase, but you do use a phrase that is similar, and Which we, one? you have de- you have definitely used it in meetings before. Like, in the future. I feel like Correct. That's something that you would say. Correct. That mm. phrase in the future, you have used that phrase. Now, it Laura, Laura's digging it because of course. True. Now, what what that means, Scott, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is according to the CNBC story, let me correct your blatant mistake that you already knew was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for future reference, uh, let us be clear here that what yeah. you've said is wrong. You know it's yeah. wrong. I'm being yeah. passive aggressive, so I'm using phraseology like for future reference. Let's just make sure we, we you so know, we're all. Yeah. You, I, we're we're going to say you're guilty of that one, or at no, least uh, guilty pleading, of like the cu- of the cousin of the I'm cousin. I'm pleading of not this. guilty on this one too. I'm pleading yeah, not guilty. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say you're you're guilty because you've used a similar phrase. And it's like the primo. It's the cousin, I would say. Okay? All right. All right. So this one I've never heard you say. Uh, I've never heard anyone actually use this. Bumping this to the top of your inbox? Like, yeah, I, I I've it. never used yeah. that phrase. I've never no. seen that phrase. Uh, but apparently it is a, a one that people use that's, regularly. That's one that you get a lot from people like PR firms or whatever, like marketing companies, that when they're trying to pitch a guest, they'll be like, hey, Lindsay, bumping this to the top of your inbox, seeing if you're interested in this okay. guy. That's a terrible like, phrase. Like, D-list horrible. actor. Yeah. That, that yeah. is a terrible. horrible phrase. Bumping this to the top of your inbox. Now, look, if there is a way to bump something to the top of your inbox, so be it. But I don't know anything about that. It just means this is your most recent email. Like, that you know is horrendous. Like, That's a terrible yeah, so, phrase. But, but what it actually means, according to CNBC, is it's you're like my boss. It's like following up, right? Yeah. You're my boss or employee. This is the third time I've asked you. I need to get this bleep done, it says. Well, I should have gotten this yesterday. I I actually last night went out for a walk with my girlfriend, Rachel, and she said to me, hey, you didn't reply to my email, and it was really important, and she started tearing into me yesterday. I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, you kind of deserve it. I just missed this one email. I missed it. Wait. Yes. Is it really the only email you missed, though, when it she was, sends you an email? It was one of those emails where, where, like, you know how, like, it, it gets into, like, there's 20 emails on a chain, and then you yeah. just kind of get lost in it? It was yeah. one of those kinds of deals. Yeah. You don't Wait like a minute. To you guys that, email each other? Like, I feel like that's weird. Like, people in relationships email each other? Well, it, it so happens that um, my, my girlfriend is, uh, she owns an accounting firm. 
Okay. And she does a lot of the accounting for my other business that I have oh, going on. So in my she life. has to email you about so it. So she right. emails me. Sometimes we have professional businessy kind of conversations. Okay. But yeah. I missed her okay. email and she ripped me for okay. it. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. All right. Here's one you are definitely guilty of. Quote, just to be sure we're on the same page. For people that don't know, CNBC has this list of avoiding these five phrases in the workplace that make you sound passive-aggressive. So you you say this, just to be sure we're on the same page. I have probably heard you say that. Laura, how many times in a meeting has Scott said that phrase? Over 20, for sure. I would say closer to 100, to be right, honest. Wait a second. I mean, it was nice. Wait, I have a question, though. I have a question. You definitely said it today in yes. our pre-show meeting before <laughs> you did. brought okay. this topic up. Okay, fair yes. enough. Yes. I'm guilty. I'll buy this one. Of, of all yeah. that I've heard so far, getting yeah. on the same page is a phrase, a phrase that I feel like I use quite often. But I have a question. What is, how does CNBC define this? Because you said this is a list about being passive-aggressive. What do they say about about being on the same page. Well, it says here what this actually means is I'm going to cover my bleep here and make sure that everyone who refers to this email in the future knows that I was right all along. Okay, now I use getting on the same page, I believe, with a different definition. Correct. It is more along the lines of you just making sure that you understand what the hell it is we're trying to accomplish. Right, so like for example today, we're in this meeting today, right? And, right. and I said, and we're trying to organize things and I'm, my brain is going in a million different directions and I want to start talking about something that I want to do on Friday. Right. And you guys are all like, time out, dude, let's concentrate on Wednesday. And I'm like, correct. Hey, we're just, I'm just trying to get everybody here on the same page. Right. Right. And you do that. Or if you're not understanding a direction that we want to go in, you use that phrase there as well. Yes. But and, I don't and that's, I use it to be passive aggressive. No, but it is it, it it does I would say perhaps and we're not always all on the on the call on you know showing our, our faces, but I would imagine there's some eye rolling when you do that because you do it a lot. <laughs> well let me tell you something to the three of you. Today, yeah. because I'm the only one that was on video today on our Zoom call, I No you I weren't rebelled. you were also off video. I rebelled today and I went off video today and yeah. here's why. Because really? yesterday, when I had all the different windows open in our Zoom meeting and I couldn't figure out which one was was playing yeah. video, okay, I realized that the Zoom window was behind other open windows and none of you guys were on video and I was sitting here picking my nose and I was like, oh yeah. no. Like I was on Zoom picking my oh nose my God, and I wasn't, sh like you guys can see me on video even though you're not on video, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you guys see me picking my nose yesterday? No, no I didn't pay attention to you picking your nose. I mean, I was dude, I was all up in it. I had my pinky yeah. finger. I was going in a million different directions. It was like I was Cap at a red light. You Cap, know, I mean, you I was do really know that it. we don't look at you. We're actually looking at the rundown. So rundown, I don't have yes. Point yeah. Oh, then I can pick my nose all day long. That's yeah. cool. Sure, feel free. Uh, and then the last one on this list before we get to the Dodgers thing yeah. uh, is going forward. Now, I have heard you use that phrase before, going forward. Um, which actually means, according to CNBC, is do not ever do that again. Uh, but that's not what you mean. You usually mean like going forward as in this is our plan. So, you know, but you are guilty of these phrases. I feel, Your Honor, that I am guilty of we're on the same page. That's yeah. one I use very frequently. That's one of my mm -hmm. favorite phrases. Mm -hmm. um, if they would have had a phrase like in the final analysis, I love yes. to use a phrase like in the yeah. final analysis. That's one uh -huh. of my all-time faves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like at the end of the day. I'm not a fan of at the end of the day. Ooh, I say that one a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, bad you're habit. Yeah, yeah. You're Do you have, is there one more that we're missing? Um, 
I'll tell you, George, I, I really, per my last email, I'm out on. Oh, for the love of God. All right. Enough. For future reference, uh, I'm out on. Bumping yeah. you to the top of the inbox, I'm out. But as far no, as no, that's pure stupid. guilt, I mean, that? I am 100% guilty and going to jail for life on this one. Yeah. Um, being on the same page, I am as guilty as can be. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I wanted to pay this off for sure before we do uh, Radio Tinder, which is each and every day at 530, is the Dodgers. Okay. No, you know, I, I don't funky transition just hey i want to talk to you about the dodgers um since uh you know we talked about this during our meeting where we were talking about how many phrases you're guilty of in, in, <laughs> in on this story that cnbc has out um the dodgers have a couple of things going for them uh they've won nine out of ten it's awesome they still have the best run differential in the sport however here are some things that worry me julio urias okay in the micro talking about his arm and his velocity being down. He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't know why. I mean, I think I have an answer. It's, hey, you're throwing more innings than you've ever thrown before. Uh, that's probably part of it. That was and passive the other... aggressive, by the way, that in the micro, very yeah. passive aggressive per CNBC. Yes. And then the other thing I'm, 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 I'm slightly worried about, and we mm -hmm. kind of touched on this a little bit the other day. Tell me. Is they are slated at the moment, mm -hmm. even though they're one game back of the Giants, they are slated at the moment to play a one-game playoff against the hottest team in the sport yeah. in the St. Louis Cardinals, who have a 10-game winning streak, look like they're going to win 11 because they're up 6 to nothing against Milwaukee in the top of the third. Mm -hmm. And historically, although that shouldn't mean anything, they have had the Dodgers number in the postseason. So those things scare me. The Urias thing, Urias thing scares me a little bit, but the Cardinals thing, the timing of it, the one-game sample, it's just making it nerve-wracking for me. I don't blame you at all. Seriously, I mean, look. The Dodgers, you got to. I've said this all season long. The credit goes to the Dodgers because you know how many other teams use injuries as excuses, and I, I I can't help but call it an excuse because when you when you have injuries and you don't perform, that's the problem. When you have injuries and you do perform, you have overcome that problem. The Dodgers have overcome not just injuries this year, but the disaster of Trevor Bauer. And by the way, that's one that kind of went under the radar. How about that for passive-aggressive? That's a good one. I love under the radar. Mm -hmm. um, so, look, the Dodgers have found a way to power through this season. They have not been able to catch the Giants, not because of what the Dodgers are doing, but because of what the Giants continue to do. While the Dodgers were winning in extra innings last night, it was the Giants who had to win in the top of the ninth last night against San Diego when, in a 5-5 yeah. game. Uh, and manufactured runs, played small ball, single, single, drive in a run. So... Look, San Francisco has not given them that opportunity. The Dodgers have kept pace. But your point about being nervous about St. Louis, they are heading towards the playoffs thus far with about 10, 12 games to go as the hottest team in baseball right now. Yeah. And, and, and again, because of the history between the two in the postseason, all of that is, is starting to creep into my head, and I'm starting to work. And this one-game thing that I love because it's great for the sport and people tune into it is now going to be one of those things that if the Dodgers find themselves in the short end of the stick uh, because just strangeness has happened and it's baseball and hashtag it's just baseball, I'm going to be like, no, why? Yeah. Why I, did this I, I, have listen, to happen? To, to go through a 162-game season, and have a one-game playoff. That is like, that is opposed to everything that baseball has historically Correct. stood for. You know but it's saying? awesome when it's not your team. Right. If the Dodgers were to lose in a one-game play-in situation, if you will, 
against St. Louis, who's on absolute fire here at the end of the season. You got to remember, George, two weeks ago, St. Louis was about four games back. Oh, my God. They were getting – yeah, they were barely the – they were, like, still fighting to try to get the second wild card. Right. It was San Francisco in first place in the West. The Dodgers were in second place, but the Dodgers had a 13-game lead over the Padres for the second wild card spot. Well, and then it was Cincinnati, it was Philadelphia, and then it was St. Louis. St. Louis has overtaken all those guys. Yeah, it, it's insane. Um, so and and they're still rolling right now. So just something that worries me a little bit. All right, you know what doesn't worry me? Radio Tinder, and that's coming up in a minute and forty-five seconds. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Linz, let it rip. All right, guys, so the NBA fined Warriors owner Joe Lacob $50,000 today. 50,000 big ones, right? That's the word for violating the league's anti-tampering rule stemming from comments that he made in San Francisco Chronicle. He told the Chronicle of a Simmons trade, often rumored, often pushed back on, that it, quote, doesn't really fit what we're doing. He makes a lot of money and he can finish games, question mark? I don't know. Uh, While Lacob never mentioned disgruntled Philadelphia 76ers Ben Simmons by name, the NBA apparently thought the comments were clear enough to hit Lacob's wallet. Do you agree with him getting fined for this comment. Swipe left or swipe right. Sedano. Yeah, I, I will swipe right. Um, I, I was stunned. I When this story came out yesterday, uh, I saw it before I went to bed, and I just kind of tweeted, like, just before I went to sleep. I was like, what's the upside of saying this on the record? Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see any. Um, number one, while, you know, it just makes your – front office's job a lot harder like I didn't understand that and also if I'm a player another player or an agent I'm like wait you're talking like that brazenly about a good player in this league like that that's just weird you know like it just didn't make sense to me Um, and it turns out that Mark Stein has since reported because he spoke to Joe Lacob that he thought he was off the record when he said that so now it makes a lot more sense to me 
Oh, man. To me, that's backpedaling. Listen, I'm swiping left on this. First of all, I like it when owners are candid, okay? Owners are fans who happen to be ultra-wealthy, who buy these teams and love them and enjoy them and, and, and get the prestige of being an owner. But listen, in this generation now of Mark Cuban uh, and Steve Ballmer, you, you, you have a guy like Joe Lacob who is candid. And I really don't see why the NBA find him. And, and listen, if they were well, they really find him because it's they're talking about it uh, about a, a pl- the rule is you can't be talking about a player who's under contract on another team. Well, let me just say this, George: if they were really, really upset, the NBA, um, they would find him serious money. Joe Lacob is carrying fifty thousand dollars in his. No, I understand, right but cash. that's what the that's what the league rule is. It's just fifty thousand dollars. I'm just what I'm saying is like I don't see what the big deal is. I like owners who are candid. Right. Um, you like, like that idiot with the Mets, too, who said the thing about his players, and that's why he looks like an idiot. Now, Joe Lacob is not an idiot. He's smarter than this. Um, and I do believe that he got caught off guard. By the way, I know pl- this has happened numerous times because what happens is a lot of reporters nowadays, and I don't know this reporter, okay, from the San Francisco Chronicle. But a lot, So I, I don't know if he did or didn't, but I, I, I will just tell you, a lot of guys play it loose and fast. And... Here, here's what I do, Cap, when I talk to these guys. Yeah. The minute they say something kind of that seems like, whoa, that would be a screaming headline, the first thing I say to them, you know what it is? Is that on the record? Yeah. Can I, can can I, I say that? that? Yeah. Can I attribute that to you? Can I repeat that in public? And, and those are the questions I'm asking, and then you can get a sense for what it is. Yeah, look, I'm just, I just disagree with you on this one. You're right. I do like Steve Cohen uh, calling out the Mets for not being able to hit. I do like Joe Lacob being very candid. Hey, we're really not interested in the guy. Um, and I like the fact that he's, he's a fan who says, can he finish games? I, don't, I mean, he's talking like a fan. I like that. Yeah, I, I think that, that makes your the people, the pros that you pay to do the job, it makes their job way freaking harder. What part um, makes it harder for, for the front office? I'm because sure they're I'm trying sure. to do a deal. They were trying to do a Ben Simmons deal. Okay, see, now now that's different, you see. Um, my assumption is that if the owner of the team is saying, we're not really going after this guy, and we, we have questions about whether or not he can finish a game, he's being candid and doesn't think that they're going to do a deal. No, the they were trying no, to do a Ben Simmons candid. deal. They, they, everybody was calling, everybody's calling on Ben Simmons and giving their offers. And, and the story was reported that Daryl Morey, told the Warriors, yeah, uh, sure, if you trade a Steph or Clay, which, of course, immediately like, gets the, the hang-up. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, What are we talking about here? All the more reason uh, for Lakeup to say something like that, the way I see it. Yeah, no, you don't do – well, listen, he wouldn't have texted Mark Stein back that he was off the record well, if he didn't think he screwed up. He, he, well, wait a second. He texts Mark Stein, not the reporter that reported it. He texts somebody else with a higher visibility to backpedal. And Mark Stein, I don't know Mark at all. I'm not trying to knock the guy, but he reported it. You Listen, know? man, sports have become a, a particularly, you know, the, the, the NBA is a relationship league. You start talking that brazenly about players, agents and players don't forget that stuff. So that's why he needed to, whether he was backtracking or not, that's why I was stunned it came out the way it came out. These guys are billionaires. They say what they want. They get what they want. They do what they want. And uh, they could be billionaires, like but at the end of the day, they need the players to, to, to do what they want to do. So, and they have to follow the rules. Where Correct. The rules? You just All want right. the content because you're a talk radio blowhard. Yeah. Well, I am. Hashtag that's true. Content. Yeah, that's true. I, I am. And I we like just spent three and a half minutes talking about it. So there you go. You won. 
Mm. Listen, I got an even better one for you. If we're talking about Ben Simmons and trades, well, Kevin Durant may be graduating from blocking people on Twitter to blocking trades because ESPN Stephen A. Smith reported today that the Nets had interest in a potential swap of Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons, but that Durant put the kibosh on it. Stephen A. Smith said Kyrie could have ended up in Philly, but Nets GM Sean Marks couldn't do that because KD wasn't having it. KD was like, Kyrie Irving ain't going anywhere. I assure you, if it were not for Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets would be interested in making that deal. It's my Stephen A. voice. Do you think that Ben Simmons for Kyrie would be a fair trade? Swipe left or swipe right, Kaplan? I'm going to swipe left on this one, and I'm going to say no chance, man. I mean, look, you got your hands full with Kyrie Irving as it is. You know, this guy watches the news and can't play for three or four games because he got, he's got his feelings hurt by things that he saw in the news. And I'm talking about, like, stuff that's overseas where he's like, hey, look, I just can't play right now. I saw some stuff on the news. It's bothering me, and I can't, I can't play right now. I got other things on my mind. Um, I think Ben Simmons, this is my opinion, talented young guy, but I think you're going to deal with his ego and his attitude no matter where he goes. I don't think changing location is going to change his personality. So I'd say I got enough on my, on my plate with Kyrie I don't need to make a swap for one guy with an attitude for another guy with an attitude. Uh, I'm swiping right uh, because I believe the question you asked is Kevin is about Kevin Durant saving the deal, correct? Well, no, I just asked if you think – I mean, you could answer that too, but if you think that it would be a good trade, one for one. Um, I Okay, I will swipe right on that as well. Um, I do think that the Nets uh, could use an actual facilitator, and Ben Simmons is that um, – because they've got plenty of shooting and they've got plenty of scoring, but they could use some defense and facilitation, and he provides that. Now, here's the other thing. Kyrie's not going because Kevin Durant is his boy. Um, there's that part of the equation. Now, I'm not saying that the business could trump, couldn't trump the personal relationship, but at least it would have to be for a player perhaps better than Ben Simmons, which would uh, – I, so I would slightly agree with Kaplan there in that regard. Kyrie is a better player than Ben. Um, so if it was a better player, better. maybe, may, maybe, but uh, you know we'll we'll see. But I would still swipe right because I would do it just as I think it fills a need. All right, what's next? One more. All right, so uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant could not wait until their November sixth fight to start throwing hands. The super champions traded. What are they? Heavy, middleweight, welterweight. They traded blows at their news conference in Beverly Hills last night to promote the upcoming title unification bout. And the exchange left Plant with a cut under his right eye. The fighters scuffled after exchanging verbal barbs during the ceremonial face-off before the news conference began. Apparently, in a response to a comment that Plant made about Alvarez's mother, Mm. the Mexican superstar knocked Plant backwards with a two-handed shove. The news Mm. conference then resumed, but tensions remained high, and they had to be separated one more time before they were escorted off the stage. I know these two really don't like each other, but was this whole rigamaroo just to hype up the fight swipe left or swipe right Sedano. okay all right i'll swipe right um and i'll say that this was not just pre-fight hype now let me just explain real quick i assumed it was pre-fight hype as a matter of fact when i saw plant take a swipe at alvarez and he ducks and comes up with a left uppercut and then an overhand right i went okay he's not really trying to hit him he's not really trying to hurt him like It was almost like an open-handed thing. But then when I saw Plant had a huge cut under his right eye, I had to go back and watch it over and over again. Canelo lands a monster left shot 
right to the eye of plant. So I don't think this was pre-fight hype. I, in fact, I'll just make a prediction right now. I don't think the fight happens because I look at Plant's eye. He's not going to be able to train for the next two to three weeks, at least not sparring. Nobody can touch his face. I mean, he's got a major, major cut under his right eye. And by the way, this whole notion that he said something about Alvarez's mother, here's the thing about Canelo. His English is getting better. He's actually speaking English in public now, and Plant called him a mother effer. And Canelo went, don't talk about my mother. He's like, no, bro, I'm not talking about your mom. I'm actually calling you a mother effer. And he, he's like, no, no, don't talk about my mom. And the next thing you know, these guys are going at it. So I don't think this was pre-fight hype. I think, yeah, I think Canelo I, I, was I pissed. Yeah, I agree. Swipe right. I think it's the it's legit for sure. I don't think there's any doubt. All right, that is Radio Tinder. Uh, coming up next, USC is in a little bit of a bind. And a little conversation about who could take over the reins of the men of Troy. We'll get into that on the other side. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Laura was not loving it. That's for sure. All right, so to be clear here, George, happily married, right? See? Okay, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, I could just say married, but I'm, I'm saying happily married, right? See, see. Okay, see. Uh, Lindsay, um, completely single and available, is that right? I don't know if I would say available, but I'm definitely single. Okay. Uh, Laura? Two different things, you, you know? I, I, I think I'm reading between the lines. I mean, I think that means that you are not in a relationship, but you're not necessarily emotionally in a place where you're ready to roll. Is that right? No, that's not it. It's just oh. that I haven't, I haven't met anybody that's even remotely good enough for me yet. That's it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Laura, how would you describe your status on National Singles Day? 100% single. Open, willing, uh, available? And ready to mingle? Not ready to mingle, not available. I am very much just focused on myself right now. There you go. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for both of you. There you go. Why do you have to feel the need to mingle, Kaplan? Um, I don't know if you if you have to feel the need to mingle, but a lot of times when you're single, you're like, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. I mean, you, you know? can have fun, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Especially like I use a different travel. phrase. I, I don't use single and ready to mingle. I use vaxxed and waxed. Let's get going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have a girlfriend, so you okay. should only be doing that with her. <laughs> <laughs> You guys use that phrase, waxed and waxed? No. I mean, that's mine. Never, I made actually. That never, never. never has that's never the first mind. time I've heard it. But good. Yes, that's yeah. a good really? one. Really? Good. Well, it then was feel all free. over Instagram. Feel free and then give me credit, please. All the thoughties yeah. were doing that on Instagram. The thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Al Michaels telling me uh, dinner with the grandchildren. Can't do it at 6 o'clock, but we're going to try and do it tomorrow. How about that? Okay, fair enough. That would explain why he didn't answer when I just called him. <laughs> All good. All good. All right. So we'll get Uncle Al on tomorrow. All right. Now, now, Al Michaels, George, was recently at SoFi Stadium. Okay. Yeah. And I want to say, I, I got to be totally honest with everybody here. I have not 
yet been inside SoFi Stadium. I've walked around the outside. I've driven around it. But yeah, Los Bukis were doing a, a sound test inside oh, the stadium si. when hurting I was there. Hurting my soul. Hurting my soul. Los Bukis. Listen, I didn't see Los Bukis, but I heard Los Bukis. But can, can we can we can, can we can we teach you how to say it correctly? How do you say it? To not anglicize it. Yeah, go ahead. You say it. Los Bukis. <laughs> Los Bukis. Oh, that's what I said. Not really. No, you said Los Bukis. It's Los Bukis. Yes. That's what I said. No, it's not. One more time, Cap. One more time. Los Bukis. Los. Si. No, Los. Los. Do you not know how to, like, roll your R's and your curl your tongue and the L's and stuff? Do you not know how to do that? Where are the R's in Los Bukis? Los. 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 That's some conviction. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. You got it. I needed to hold the L. Yes. Hold the L. Los. Los Bukis. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, I have not been inside SoFi Stadium yet, and I'm really looking forward to going to see a game. Uh, by the way, if there was a game to go see and you could get tickets to it, man, oh, man, a chance to go see Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford, the Super Bowl champions versus the team that's going to host the Super Bowl in their stadium. What an opportunity. So here's what I want to say to everybody. We're giving away passes to a SoFi Stadium tour. We are all, not you, we are going to get a behind-the-scenes look at all of the places in the stadium, the locker rooms, the luxury suites. We're all going to be able to run through the tunnel like the ball players, and you can hang out with me, baby. I'm telling you right now, we can do a punt-passing-kick competition. We can do an accuracy-throwing competition. We're definitely going to do a kicking competition. Let's give away a pair of passes right now, George Sedano. What do you think about that? How about a four-pack of passes to our private VIP tour of the stadium October 7th, and we'll do a field goal kicking competition on the field. What do you think about that, George? I love it. Let's do it. Caller number four right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's do it. Make a prediction for me right now, George. I was able to do 43 push-ups when I said I could do 50. Uh-huh. You think I could still at 50 years old and I haven't kicked a football in many years? You think I could kick a 43-yard field goal? Now, are you doing 43 because that's the amount of push-ups you did? Yeah, yeah. I want to I be able to kick as many yards as I did push-ups, or perhaps even greater than. Okay, so technically... What was your career that, long? Career long, 47. Mm, I'd go for so like the, 40. The, snap, the, 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 the holder, from the line of scrimmage to the holder, is about 7 yards, right? Right. Right, so so a and then there's ten yard yards in the end zone, right? right. So the so, ball will be on the twenty five yard line. Line of scrimmage is the twenty five. Right, right. Well, that'd be forty two. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, depending on if you go seven yards back or eight yards back, but all right, somewhere in that neighborhood, twenty five yard right. line, twenty six okay. yard line. Yeah. Oh, I think you can still hit that. You think at forty three yard, I can do it. I I mean one. Like how many shots do you get? That's a good question. I mean, I really, you know, I got to, this time I got to warm up. I got to stretch out. I know no, have to go to a field and practice. I, I really may have to go to practice. Otherwise, I'm going to humiliate mean, myself. You should. I'm going to need a jock strap, by the way. Okay. Underneath my gear, you know? That's fair. Yeah. All right. I mean, Whatever I am 50 need, now. Bro. I got to, you know, keep it all together. Okay, now. Yeah. Wait, why do you need a jock strap just to kick a field goal? Never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for just stopping it, stopping it right there. Yes. <laughs> All right, exactly. so Caller 4. Caller yes. 4 is going to win the four-pack of the private VIP tour at yeah. SoFi Stadium October 7th. It's going to be middle of the day, so you'll take yeah. a lunch break. You'll come hang out. 
Yeah. It's going to be awesome. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Yeah. Good luck. So l- l- let's do this. I wanted to talk about USC, but we're not going to have enough time. Then we got a break. And just, so let's just let's, let's break, you know, more or less on time mm-hmm. for once. Um, do you have the name, Laura? Christian Norwood. Do we know what city he's from? Torrance. Ah, my favorite city. Yeah. My favorite. You can get anything you need in Torrance. You can get anything you need in Downey, too. Like, it's my two favorite towns. But Mm, Torrance. You get a lot in Downey, I'm just saying. Did you say that on the air? Hey. I did. I hope so. (laughs) She's single. It's single day. Yeah. Torrance and Downey. Those are my spots. I got a special place in my heart for those places. You said Um, the guy's name was Norwood. Is that right? Mm hmm. Christian Um, Norwood. I'm trying to remember what was the guy's name, George. He was the kicker for the Buffalo Bills. Mr. Scott Super- Norwood. Scott Norwood. So this gentleman's name is Christian. Christian, Christian Norwood. Norwood. Yes. Mm. I wonder it's if he's related that. to Scott Norwood. Probably not, is my guess. Mm. I don't believe Scott Norwood is from Torrance. We'll have a but Scott anyway. and a Norwood that day. Yeah. Right. There you have it. Uh, all right. So let's do the USC thing on the other side. So USC has a little bit of a conundrum on their hands, uh, both from a coaching perspective and honestly. From the signal caller's perspective. We'll get into that on the other side. Stick around. We're back in three minutes here on 710 ESPN.